0: So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Oh, hello, and welcome to the Leaves of Glen Mansion. It's a fun little bit that's been going on for way too long, where I pretend to live in a mansion, and not just recording in my basement. This is where I read the hottest public domain books and short stories. Uh, This week, we continue to read The Turdfest, Castle of Terror by Caroline Farr, uh, a gothic horror novel first published in August of 1975. About the author... As I've said in every episode, there's nothing about the author, because the author's not real. Most of the titles for Horowitz Productions' Gothic series were written between the sweet, sweet years of 1966 and 1977 by Caroline Farr, in quotes, because not a real person. A pseudonym of Australian writer Richard Wilkes-Hunter, which is a way better name, uh, and also, I guess, sexually appropriate, since it's a male writer with a female name. Uh, Though other writers were known to have used the Caroline Farr house name. I'm still trying to think up a house name. Yeah, people in my house can give me this cute little nickname instead of a crap name like Glenn. I got nothing to uh, talk about and I'll tell you about my personal life. Screw you people. So I'm sticking with my thing about authors who were dicks. Famous historical dick, the Marquis de Sade. Oh, everyone's heard of the Marquis de Sade. Probably not. Uh, the writer who was more important to the release Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, then E.L. James. Uh, Also, this article came from a website called uh, grunge.com, so they're trying real hard to be cool, and it's uh, annoying to read out loud. He wrote some of the most explicit stuff ever. So dark and so depraved. Uh, Even scholars have a tough time getting through it. Uh, Saad was so controversial that his family buried his existence until the 1940s in France, Banned his work till 1957. Uh, when researchers finally started digging into his life, oh, they uncovered some pretty shocking incidents uh, that helped explain what kind of person he was. According to the Smithsonian, Saad died in an asylum in 1814, uh, and what led to his imprisonment was pretty dark. The first incident historians found was one in seventeen sixty three when he was imprisoned, uh, when he imprisoned his own prostitute and, and stomped on a crucifix while yelling a combination of blasphemies and orders to whip him in nineteen or er, seventeen sixty eight uh, He was the one doing the whipping to a woman doused with hot wax uh, and then paid to keep quiet. The weirdest Uh, happened in Lacoste, where he, his staff, and his wife imprisoned five women, uh, and one man to, presumably, act out all of his most depraved fantasies. Strangest of all is his relationship with his wife. Uh, They were, by all accounts, involved in a mutually loving, caring relationship. Hmm. And he even called her uh, his celestial kitten. (laughs) So... (laughs) I actually watched a movie about this back in the 1990s when I hung out with a bunch of film students when I was in college. Uh, And uh, there's a movie out there called The Marquis de Sade. And instead of human beings acting out his life and the horrible things he did, it's human beings wearing Puppet heads, big rubber puppet heads. And the Marquis de Sade, I think, was some kind of goat or something. He had a big rubber head with eyeballs that wall like wall, all over the place. And he had like a weird tongue and he had a big weird mouth. And they all had big weird mouths. And so he kept like imprisoning all these sheep and, uh, and just raping them. And they had very uh, explicit sex scenes in all of the, in the scenes of the movie. It was weird. And at one point, uh, I don't remember much about the movie because I was high when I watched it. Yeah, it's college. I was a fun college man. Um, the, he was in prison, and oh my God, he was so horny. He is so horny, but he's trapped in these four concrete walls. And so he's, uh, he, he writes in his diary, oh God, I'm so horny. Ah, oh, my penis is so, so hard. And he's sitting there with his goat head, but a human hand, writing in this book. It's just the weirdest damn movie. If you can ever get a copy of it, I don't know if it exists anywhere, uh do that it's such a weird fucking movie uh and so uh he's so horny that he sees a crack in the concrete wall and he goes over and he fucks it and he fucks the crack in the wall so hard that little eyeballs open up on the wall and it goes oh like it's having a little orgasm well thank god for the grandfather clock because i talk about this movie for the next nine hours uh it left that much of a mark on me but with that why don't we dive into this story Well, there you go. Why don't you get yourself all settled here in the uh, fantasy library as I read Chapter Six? The wind rose alarmingly while the ma- alarmingly while the men were carrying Oliver down from the rocks to the beach. Shane said that he had broken his lower right leg. But it was a simple fracture, and he thought he had it under control. Oliver had injured his head slightly and had a a concussion, which made him lucky, Shane said, since most of the heavy logs had fallen on him. Uh, Leave it to Shane to try and outdo someone with uh, their injuries. Pinning him down, the one thing that surprised me more than anything else as Shane supervised the transfer of the semi-conscious man to the runabout and later to the yacht was that there was uh, no doubt in anyone's mind who was in charge of the operation. Shane braggy, self-centered Shane, suddenly I was seeing a different Shane Lester from the carefree guy I thought I knew. Oh, oh, he treated everything so lightly, helped Shane as best I could. I found myself obeying his uh, his crisp orders and instinctively as the others. Uh, It occurred to me that Shane was going to make a very good doctor one day. What is he? Nine? Is he a doctor now? He's a grown man. I found myself wondering, what would it be like married to a successful GP with a big, a busy practice? Question mark. The next page, because this isn't a Kindle, it's a book bought in nineteen seventy-five. Next page is a full-color ad for cigarettes, Kent cigarettes, Kent, the most famous micronite filter. It's deluxe length. It says, come for the filter with this pack of cigarettes lunging at you, and all its filters like a like a handful of phalluses just lunging straight at you. Uh, and as you turn the page, it's the underside of the cigarettes, which is kind of disturbing. It'll say you'll stay for the taste. And for some reason the bottom of the cigarettes have been cut out, so it shows all the tips of the cigarettes with all the tobacco, and it says a lot of good taste that comes easy through the Micronite filter. Uh, I feel like I'm looking at the like a collection of anuses. Now back to the story. Shane had splintered the leg before he allowed them to move Oliver. The injury was bleeding through the bandages torn from the men's shirts and used to fasten the rough splints. From the way Shane frowned as every now and then he studied the spreading stain, I suspected the injury might be more serious than Shane was telling us. Oh, oh, Adam Lester returned pale and shaken by what had happened, like me, he had to be helped up the yacht's companionway from the bouncing runabout below. Yasmin had almost fainted uh, when through the Count's binoculars she saw Oliver being carried down the beach on an improvised stretcher. I love it. She's looking through binoculars and then just leans over and throws up. Uh, and she was terrified of the storm and the rising seas until the motor yacht rounded Wolf Point Light and gained the safety of Stormhaven. For the first time, I realized that Stormhaven was well named. Inside, the water was almost placid. Unlike the turbulence of Pentecost Bay, where Big Atlanta rollers and pounded the yacht, oh, Count Renese, contracted by the radio, uh, one of the uh, fishing boats moored at Stormhaven Horf. The village doctor was waiting with a stretcher strapped on a a parked jeep at the wharf as the yacht was moored. Uh, Dr. Galliano had been told by the count that Shane was a medical student. Oh, he's a medical student. What is he, like 18? He nodded approvingly as he checked what Shane had done. Good. Hmm. Ah, Very good indeed, he muttered, straightening to look at Shane with greater interest. Oh, I plan to have an ambulance take him to the county hospital of Rockland, but the storm is much worse there, and snow is falling. With this wind, it could develop into a blizzard, Ah, with the road to town impossible. Passable. I think if I had an assistant, we could do everything that is needed at my office. Uh, thanks to you, that's mostly x-rays uh, and, uh, and a cast. My wife is a fully qualified nurse, and we could keep Mr. Grant under observation uh, tonight and, uh, and drive him back to the castle in the morning. Oh, it seems a pity to spoil the stay at the castle by sending him to the hospital. Don't you, don't you agree? Uh, Count Renese? Count Renese frowned. Uh, Mr. Grant is my guest doctor and my friend for some years, both in Europe uh, and in here, and I want him to have the best possible attention. I prefer that to seeing him with a perpetual limp. Now the doctor laughed. <laughs> I was not joking, uh, come on easy. uh When I said Mr. Lester was done, almost everything he could do. Uh, our our patient is lucky. He has a fracture of the of the of the tibia mm. with no arterial uh, damage, uh, and the first aid he had was excellent. Oh, he shouldn't experience any complications. X-rays will check the reduction of the fracture. Mm. Yeah, which Mr. Lester has already attempted. Uh, if that is satisfactory, and I believe from what Mr. Lester has told me uh, that it is, we merely have to change the splints and immobilize the limb and the cast. There's a lot of information no reader needs to know. Nature should do the rest. Oh, that's a way of putting that. Uh, the head injury is slight. Oh, he may have a headache. <laughs> but the degree of concussion is not serious. Ooh, Count Rodizi shrugged resentfully and glanced at Yasmin with his expression changing. Oliver's welfare seems to have taken uh, out of my hands. I'll take Adam and you in my car, Yasmin. Megan can go with Jean. Shane, I suggest you drive Oliver's car to Dr. Galliano's house uh, so that you can, uh, you can use it tonight. Oliver won't be using it for some time. His glance at Oliver was malicious, it seemed to me. Jean said something flattering about how lucky uh, he was getting me for a passenger. But even as he said it, oh, his eyes, oh, his his eyes followed Yasmin as uh, she drove off with her husband and the count. It seems strange to me the effect Yasmin had on wealthy and and sophisticated men like Jean and Oliver and others, who all prided themselves on their attraction for women. (laughs) I love that you brag about it. Oh, I, oh, God, I'm so attracted to women. Did you know that about me? Did you know I'm really attracted to women? Oh, God, I love them. Without the slightest effort on her part, she had them running after her. I barely had time to fasten my seatbelt before Jean took off like a jet in pursuit of them. Oh, he drove like that all the way to the castle, as though he couldn't bear to let Yasmin and Pedro out of his sight, even when Adam, her husband, was in the car. Oh, I like Jean Bethel. As a client of Greenfield, that is. Oh, Gene is not as uh, brash as Oliver, but he was no substitute for Shane. Oh, and he had, in italics, been trying to entice Yasmin into his car right up to the moment the Count drove off with it. I I was relieved when we braked right behind them at the entrance and and hurried up the steps uh, through the icy rain. A log fire... Uh, burned brightly in the reception room where a maid waited uh, with warning, warming drinks that everyone seemed to need. Uh, the men talked near the fire and, 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 and Yasmin and I uh, eased into the deep chairs with our, with our cold feet stretched out toward it. Uh, Cabernese was saying, ah, the clam bake was going very well until the incident. Uh, Yasmin and I were watching you through glasses uh, from the yacht, Adam. When the platform collapsed and Oliver fell, oh, we were worried about you, too. Uh, then we saw you still clinging to the ladder. <laughs> However, Oliver was badly injured, uh, just temporarily out of circulation. Uh, his reassuring glance was for Yasmin, who smiled back at him instinctively. Oh, we we're all having a ball until then, she looked at me. Weren't you, Megan? <laughs> Yes, uh, I was I admitted, yeah, it was fantastic, even the weather was kind uh, uh then th- that had to happen. Shane and I saw the incident from the from the headland. Oh, you were lucky, you didn't reach the platform, Adam, you would have fallen with Oliver and uh, uh, might not have been as lucky. It was the uh the section of the platform around the gallows that fell. nothing else, Adam said slowly it, it rounded away there uh, in the center of the platform, apparently. Adam Lester said. And you were wrong about nobody else having been there for you. Uh, Pietro, someone had been there. We saw footprints in the mud there, and uh, there along the old path all the way up. I noticed a cigarette butt, uh, about where whoever it was had rested. Someone had been up there in the last few days. Ooh, ooh, Count Bernisi frowned. Yeah, that's uh, that's impossible, he muttered. This island is private property. Occasionally, one of the fishing boats from the village will uh, take a few lobsters. Nah, when it's catch, is poor. I don't mind that, Uh, but they know this. No one should climb up there. They're scared of the place and uh, very superstitious. Uh, I was there in the workboat with two men the day Megan came here. The men picked up and emptied a few uh, lobster pots for Dominic's kitchen. Uh, we checked to make sure there would be plenty of clams for today's picnic. Uh, that was all, uh, but we were too busy doing that to climb up there. Did you did you get photographs you wanted, Adam? Oh, I got one just before the accident. I took a couple on the way up at one of the scene as uh, we left with Oliver. Uh, will you have the gallows rebuilt, Petro? Oh, he shook his head. Frankly... Eh uh, no. It has no historical significance that I can discover to make a reconstruction worthwhile. Uh it's mentioned several times in one of the books in my uh in my library. Can I see the book? Adam queried. Of course. My secretary will get it for you. It's in the private library, in my study. Adam Lester had smiled at me. Megan. Would you mind taking a few notes for me? What is a personal... Se- okay, weird. Where, whatever you say. The secretary Sophia came with us. A, a small girl with the dark hair and eyes common to the villagers at Stormhaven. But a plain, flat-chested girl with <laughs> none of the beauty. Oh, her physical attractiveness. This author is a piece of shit. Her dress did nothing for her. <laughs> she used no makeup. Human shit <laughs> Sophia was someone you hardly noticed. She had been sipping drinks with us in my reception room near the fire, but since she merely answered with a softly spoken yes or uh, or or no when spoken to, I hadn't actually realized she was there. Sophia was so unlike the other girls who worked for Count Pietro Renisi that if the Count had deliberately chosen her as the girl, he was most unlikely to want to seduce. He couldn't have made a better choice. This is horrible. But if the Count wasn't interested in his secretary, the reverse did not apply. I'd notice that at the clam bake, Sophia's dark eyes followed him everywhere he went. Oh, she's an unattractive lady with lust, whether in Yasmin's company or with anyone else. It was not a jealous look, either. I remembered as I walked with her to the study, it was a look of simple adoration. I looked around curiously as she ushered Adam Lester and me into Count Renise's study, which I was seeing for the first time. Oh, all this was no typical business office, except for the small anteroom, where I presumed Sophia worked. The walls in there were lined with books and paintings, and the deep, old-fashioned chairs were of leather. Count Renisi's huge desk facing the door was massive. Sophia found the book immediately and brought it to Adam. If you'll come with me, Signoria uh, he she asked me softly. I work in a small office. And most of the things you need are there. Her accent was very noticeable, I realized. The girls from the village, like Carla, had none. Eh hey, you are from Italy? "'Sophia?' Hmm? I asked her. "'From Sicily, Signoria,' she said, smiling for the first time. "'I was born on Count Pietro's estate. "'The Count brought four of my family with him to America. "'Our name is Salta. Uh, "'There is Luigi, my brother, who you met, "'and my sister Maria, who is very young and foolish. Yeah. "'And so allowed Luigi to persuade her "'to act as a uh, model in the dungeons for your entertainment.' Oh, that's right. She's the one that got the shit scared out of her. She said she was terrified and could barely talk when she met you. Eh, uh, Maria's your sister? Yeah, she's not following along, is she? I was remembering how pretty Maria was. Oh, that's the reason why she's asking. <laughs> I hate how this author is driving home how deeply unattractive this person is. And now as Sophia smiled affectionately, I could see the shadow of resemblance. Sophia changed when she smiled affectionately like that. Ah, uh, She became almost attractive. She is very pretty, isn't she? She said with pride. Yes, she is. Did you say there were four of you, Niccolò Salta is our cousin, the child of our father's brother. I was born as he is, twisted like that uh, i was in the, it was in the war uh there was a fighting near Medizi when my mother, my aunt, was pregnant, but she was fatally injured, but born Nicolo prematurely before she died, and uh, he too had been injured in her womb. <laughs> I shook my head sympathetically. "'You are all fond of Niccolo, aren't you?' "'Well, we share his blood, uh, and he ours. Uh, he cannot help what happened, uh, but while he is with us, oh, Niccolo is happy, signorio.' "'I frowned. Is that why Count Renizi brought you all with him?' "'Yes. Niccolo worked with Luigi in the museum, and it was Count who arranged that, but there were problems with Niccolo, you understand?' Uh, well, what is different, as Niccolo is, there's always people who are needlessly cruel. All this happened, uh, and it was when the Count decided he would bring us to America with him, and uh, the implements and antiques from the old castle for Luigi and Niccolo to care for. It was a side to Count Renese that I hadn't known existed. Oh, I smiled. Oh, he's been, uh, been good to you, uh, you folks, Sophia. Without him, we would be nothing, Signoria, she said. In the war, his father protected our parents uh, from the soldiers of both sides. Later, when his father died and he was still a boy, uh, but times were still bad, so he fed us uh, when there was no food, clothed us when there were no clothes, she added simply, uh, we all four love him. But Niccolo, dot, 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 Niccolo, would die for him. She had been preparing to Preparing me to take Adam Lester's notes while she talked, uh, she had found everything I could want. Even a duplicator, in case he wanted uh, me to copy some woodcut uh, engraving. Oh, she smiled and left me, and Adam called me uh, when he, she had gone. And I brought out the, the notebook and the pencil uh, she had left for me in shorthand notes. But uh, but Adam seemed to have forgotten the book. Uh, but he was uh, staring at the life-size painting facing Count Bernese's big desk. It was dark along that wall where the big painting was framed by books, and I stared with him, sensing something familiar about the subject. Well, with that, I should probably mention DoorGlass.com. That's D O R G L A S dot com. DoorGlass Incorporated, they're dedicated to fabricating and professionally installing the highest quality glass products for the nation's top manufacturers. Their inventory, combined with their years of experience, makes them the premier source for installation and repair. Uh they approach every project with the same goals, professionalism, integrity, and most importantly, they're discreet. Steven Dorglas, the man who started Dorglas Incorporated, he also wanted to be a doctor when he was a failed uh, male model. He had a beautiful upper body, but the smallest, tiniest little legs. Deeply, deeply unattractive as a man. Uh, he moved on to other things. He did go to medical school for a brief period of time, but he sucked at it. But one thing he was good at is he could make splints. Make splints that not only fixed your leg, but actually made them better than they were before. But you can't really make a business out of that. He tried it failed. So instead he got into the glass business. But one time when he was rock climbing with his friends back in 1978, when that was brand new and people were really into it and really pretentious about it, he, uh, his friend broke his leg, but all he had was glass in his truck. So he took a bunch of glass and made a splint out of it. A beautiful Crystalline splint, and when the sun hit it, it made his leg look more beautiful than it did when it was still healthy and not broken. But uh, Stephen Dorglis wasn't the smartest man, so he didn't make a career out of that. But he could do it if you break your leg while he's working on some sort of sliding glass door for your house, and he'll just run over to you and start slapping glass all over your leg, and you'll have this beautiful thing. It's like stained glass and stuff. He can even make a stained glass out of the experience of you breaking your leg. So people look at me like, wow, I can see how you broke your leg and the story behind it, and I can even see how your father never went to your baseball games. What do they do? uh, Commercial storefronts, automatic entrances, windows patio doors, mirrors, shower doors, installation repair, and they'll design and build any goddamn splint you want. Clients, Pottery Barn, Williams-Sonoma, Sherman Williams, Portillo's, which is a sandwich place that nobody gives a shit about, Salt Cave, which is a store in Minneapolis I've driven past, and it looks dingy and shitty. What do they got inside there? A bunch of Himalayan salt lamps, or salt squares. And what they do is they light it from behind. So you walk into a room, all the walls are glowing, as if the room is alive and staring at you. And uh, it's creepy and gross, because everything looks piss yellow. People, apparently white people, love to hang out in rooms like that and do yoga, yoga, and meditate, and even do hot yoga, which sounds super creepy when your sweat takes to the air and sticks to the salt walls. But the one thing they say is, for God's sake, don't touch the walls. It's on their website. Don't touch the goddamn walls. Do not lick the walls, even though licking a Himalayan salt lamp is probably the most pleasurable thing you ever have in your life. They won't give you that pleasure. You do yoga, you do meditation, and you do not touch the fucking walls. They also do Applebee's. Well, with that, why don't we... Retire up to the master bedroom. My crotch is warm and hairless, and I am prepared to show it to you as I read to you the latest upcoming romance literature from Penguin Random House Books. Hold on. I'm coming. <clears throat> Just had to change my cl... Uh you're wearing you're wearing a, an entire book costume you're looking at a giant book and on top of the book somehow you've crafted an entire pantsuit over a giant costume of a giant book why the hell would you wear uh, you're gesturing towards the bed on the bed is a book called book lovers by emily henry it's a woman's fiction, and it's contemporary romance. You want to learn about book lovers? Well, yeah, I want to know what the hell your suit's all about. Uh, named and most anticipated book of 2022 by Oprah Daly. Today, Parade, Mary Claire, Bustle, pop Sugar, Katie Couric Media? She has her own media company? BookBub, she reads... Medium, medium, the website Medium, and the Washington Post. Oh, and more. Great, we got it. An insightful, uh, burp, a delightful new novel from the number one New York Times bestselling author. God damn it. This whole thing's a grift. Of Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation. This author is already pissing me off. This is the most trivial shit. One Summer, Two Rivals. A plot twist they didn't see coming. Can we just get into the review now? Nora Stevens' life is... books. Oh, oh, she's read them all. And she is not that type of heroine. Not the plucky one. Not the laid-back dream girl. And especially not the sweetheart. In fact, the only people Nora is a heroine for are her clients. For whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent. And her beloved little sister, Libby which is why she agrees to go to sunshine falls north carolina for the month of august when libby begs her for a sister's trip away with visions of a small town transformation for nora who she's convinced needs to become the heroine in her own story but instead of picnics and meadows or, or 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 run-ins with a handsome country doctor or a uh, or a, or a bulging forearm bartender, Nora keeps bumping into uh, Charlie Lastra, a bookish brooding editor for the back of the city. Oh, oh, it would be a meet-cute if not for the fact that they've met many times and it's never been cute. If Nora knows she's not an ideal heroine, Charlie knows he's a nobody's hero. But as they are thrown together again and again in a series of coincidences no editor worth their salt would allow, uh... What they discover might just unravel the carefully crafted stories they've written about themselves. Hey, Anybody here a review? Emily Henry never fails to deliver. This may be her best yet, says Taylor Jenkins Reid, whoever the hell that is. So you can find this book uh, in hardcover uh, for $27, May 3rd, 2022. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes Noble Books, Million Bookshop.org, Hudson Books, IndieBound, Powell's Target, and Walmart. Uh, well that explains the outfit you're wearing, uh, and though for some reason the idea of making sex with a book is mildly arousing, I don't know where to put my phallus. So why don't we call it a day and uh, head back downstairs and finish reading this story. There you go, why don't you get? Back? uh you're still wearing the goddamn book outfit? But you took the pantsuit off. You think that's sexy? Yeah, I said the book outfit was kind of uh kind of alluring, but it's cause the pantsuit made it what it was. Just take the goddamn book suit off. I'll wait. Man, that's laborious. How many snaps is there on this book suit? Still working at it, huh? Weird that you wore stockings with it good? All right. It looks like Yasmin, I muttered. There's a light above it. Would you like to uh, switch it on for you? He frowned. I tried that. There isn't any switch over there. Well, uh, then it's uh, somewhere else. I began to search for it, turning on other lights, finding a uh, percolator. Perco- a percolator. Perco- it is a percolator. Why can't I say that word? A percolator. Hon, like you make coffee with? Yeah, like you make coffee with. Okay, thanks. A heater, uh, and there was a there was a row of switches on the desk. I noticed then, of course, exclamation point, a remote control switch. I found it at the first uh, try, and light flooded down the portrait. A very good portrait of a lovely red-haired woman with a oh oh, with seductive green eyes, standing against the background of bluegrass. Uh, uh, with in one distant corner. A group of horses resting in the shade beneath a large tree. Curiosity had prompted me to search for and find the switch. Suddenly, I wished I hadn't. What, because the painting is so amazing? For the woman in the painting was Yasmin. (laughs) Oh, this guy's been obsessed with Yasmin before he even met her. It was a very good likeness. I even knew the white dress, for it was a favorite of hers. She'd wanted a lot last summer in Maryland. Uh, the men had all admired her in it. Uh, men known for admiring women. I never knew she sat for Pietro. her husband muttered. I didn't know he could paint. Perhaps the subject inspired him, Adam Lester said in an odd voice. Yeah, she never mentioned this painting to you, Megan? I had never heard bitterness like that in his voice before. I glanced at him uneasily to discover his usual carefree face was set. And "'No!' I admitted reluctantly. "'I wonder how long it would take to paint a portrait like that. "'Do you have any idea, Megan?' "'Oh, I didn't have a clue, uh, "'but it couldn't have been done from a photograph, uh, couldn't it?' "'I guessed uh, to reassure him that the way it wouldn't matter "'how long the artist had taken to paint you. "'Oh, you know Greenfields as well as I do, Megan,' he said. "'Do you recognize the background?' "'No, but background isn't important, Adam.' It would only be the figure that would interest the artist. If he had a photograph of Yasmin posed like that, he could paint it in his own imaginary background. Oh, it is very good. Too good for an amateur, I'd say. Count Ranese might not have painted it at all. There is an artist's signature on it. I can see it on the bottom corner. He came over with me to look at it. It was there, painted with bold strokes of a fine brush. Ranisi the way he was looking at the signature, I expected an angry outburst, but he said nothing and just stared at it silently as though he was thinking very deeply about what he saw. He he, he he shook his head then and managed to smile at me. Oh, I know what you're thinking, Megan, he said quietly, that the simplest way to find out would be to ask Yasmin or Pedro and things I want to know. Oh, it's here for anyone to see, so there has to be an explanation that nobody wants to hide. So, okay, I'll ask. If it was painted from a photo, Yasmin mightn't know it exists, I warned him. Oh, he nodded. That's right. I think you've uh, explained it for her, Megan. Now, uh, let's take a look at this old book, shall we? Uh, Wait, wait. I'll get you a chair at the desk so we can all work together. Uh, I won't keep you long. His voice was cheerful, but his eyes were not. Oh, I noticed uneasily as he brought my chair and placed it near his gray eyes that were so like those of his nephew Shane, uh, held the same expression. Shane's had, when he had uh, been jealous of me, a cold and deadly anger filled them. There was not much uh, that was interesting or factual in the concepts of the copy for the book as he dictated. All count were easy, he had been right about that. The writer had no proof of anything he said. Therefore, he produced nothing of any historical value concerning the gallows. Uh, it could have been as he said, but there was no proof of it. Uh, here's something, Adam Lester said his uh, newly found jealousy under control now that he had something else to think about uh, it's a picture and a diagram of the gallows oh a line drawing someone had made it time and named uh, smuggler's island gallows it looked just like it but I suppose it's all gallows uh, like all guillotines were cut from the same pattern hmm. he turned the book to show it to me and I stared at it frowning well, that doesn't look quite the same to me uh, he frowned no I forgot he saw it too from a distance Uh, What difference do you see, Megan? I showed him with a pencil. This is a view of the platform from where Shane and I stood on the headland. This is the way we saw it, but there are four posts too many here. See them? The line drawing shows a poet at each corner of the trap door, supporting a square frame to which the trap door opens. Oh, there were no such posts. And we could see these outer posts supporting the outer frame that held up the whole platform as it does here. But we couldn't see any of the four posts in the center holding up the trap. The scaffold, this is really boring. Wait a second, he said, frowning. I don't remember seeing them either. But when I was taking the photo, talking to Oliver, I started to climb, and the accident happened. Oliver and the gallows and those big logs fell. There was debris flying about and rolling down the hill. I have to turn a physical page because I'm not using a Kindle, and this is driving me fucking crazy. And I was sure Oliver had been killed with all that happening. I can't be sure. Yes, you can, I said. You took a photo of the platform from here, and I touched the spot with a pencil tip. As if there were four posts supporting the trapdoor frame they'd have to show in your photo. He nodded. You're right, Megan. He grinned. As usual, when we're working together, I might add. Okay, I'll get the film developed, then we'll know. Is there any way you can uh, make a copy of this for me? Sophia left me a duplicator. Here's a diagram of the trap and the frame. You want that too? Oh please! If it's not too much trouble when you're on vacation. Oh, that's kind of a dick thing to say. A little sassy. Uh, it did not take long. I brought him my typed notes with copies of the line drawing and the diagram. I gave them to him in the reception room. He began to show them to the Count easy. Jasmine started dropping hints that she wanted to leave. So I said a good night and walked upstairs with her. I glanced back actually anxiously as we left. But the two men seemed to be talking unconcernedly. I. Hoped Adam Lester would bring up the subject of the painting as soon as we left. I needn't have worried, for it had already been dealt with. What was all that jazz with the painting, Megan? Yasmin (laughs) spitefully demanded. Yasmin could be bitchy when she liked. A portrait of me that you found in Pedro's study? Adam saw it, I said in italics. Not me. He called me in to look at it, and nobody had to search for it. Yasmin, it is life-size. And unmistakably... "'You! You're crazy,' she said furiously. "'I've never had a porch paint in my life.' "'Oh, you have now?' <laughs> "'I said calmly. "But "'That's impossible,' she muttered. "'It can't be me. "'Megan, you know how I feel about Petro.' "'Oh, I know you've said you don't like him,' I said. "'But if you don't mind my saying so, "'he does seem to be overcoming your dislike. <laughs> "'And I've been avoiding him like I when I could,' she said. "'And you know that. I just can't snub him. "'Now he's our host.' "'and rapidly becoming one of my husband's best clients. "'I ask you, how can I?' "'Well, that's your decision, Yasmin,' I said. "'It seems to me a matter of priorities.' "'We had reached the door of her room and stopped outside. "'Okay, I'll level with you, Megan,' she said. "'The guy fascinates me.' "'Ah, she look at that. She got through. "'She broke it down. <laughs> she loves him. "'And because I got enough self-control not to be fascinated, "'that scares me. "'Are you sure the portrait is of me?' Wearing that white dress you wore a lot when Count Renese was at Greenfields, I said. I swear to you, Megan, I've never sat for Pedro or or any portrait. You've got to help me make Adam believe that. I've never seen him in the mood like the one he was in when we walked in the reception room just now. Yeah, you should have seen him looking at the portrait, I said. (laughs) She shook her head, obviously close to tears. I like men's company. I'll admit that men like Oliver and Jean and, and some of other buyers are, are are good fun. And they're like me. Nah, that sells more horses than Adam ever does or could do. Do you know how long it would take to sit for a portrait like the one we're talking about? Weeks. <clears throat> Maybe months. Those are both with the exclamation points. I spent six weeks in Boston in the fall and I'll bet Adam thinks it happened then. Uh, you gotta help me convince some, Megan. I didn't do it. I already have," I said, hopefully for her sake. I pointed out that Adam—that uh, it could have just been painted from a photograph. I also—I also pointed out that you might not have known Petro meant to paint a portrait from a photo. She stared at me. You did," I nodded. "Is that the way it was, Yasmin?" Of course, uh, it has to be. I remember now! Exclamation point. The white dress you said. Mm-hmm. The one I, I made at Rochester's Baltimore in the spring? I remember Petro taking photos of me in that, and he made me stand on the porch uh, near where the wisteria was blooming. Uh, there, that proves it. Uh, that That's why it's in the painting, is it? He put an imaginary background, I said. Oh, no! She cried in dismay. <laughs> That's the worst part of the painting. Not the fact that he painted her without her uh, consent. Adam wanted to know how long it took to sit for a painting like that, I said calmly. And I told him, I had no idea. But if a photograph is used, you might not even know Petro had painted. They already just said this. What? This is the most mundane conversation I've ever in my entire life. That they painted you. But Adam noticed the background wasn't Greenfield. So I pointed out to Petro that he couldn't use an imaginary background. Yeah, we know all this already. Move on. That was the way it had to be, I swear Exclamation point! Yasmin said desperately. I smiled. No, I'm not the one you gotta convince, Yasmin. I said. Oh, take my advice. Don't overdo it. Uh, view it from both. Uh, uh, for for, for with, with both, for the first time. Remind petro of the photos uh, he took. Ask him what happened to the wistria on the porch. And do this while Adam is there so we can hear. And make Adam take part in the conversation. Now she kissed me impulsively. Uh, her resentment, long gone. You're an angel, Megan, uh, she declared. I should uh, write a Lonely Hearts column, I said, with feeling. Good night, Yasmin. Well, that's the end of that. Clap trap. Uh, why don't we go down to the smoking room with the birds and uh, and talk about what the hell we just read. Well, here we are in the smoking room with the birds, a bit that I am already tired of. Uh, let's recap what we just read. Uh, they talked a lot about the accident, about the accident with the, uh, the gallows, and, um, and it was laborious. And then after that, uh, they basically just went back to the castle, and then they're going to go look at books in the library. And, uh, and, uh, and upon there they discover uh, a picture of Yasmin painted without her consent uh, and it's beautiful and it's life size which is weird and then um, after that uh, the husband gets jealous and Megan's all oh don't worry about it and uh, it's kind of weird talks to Yasmin Yasmin's like, oh please believe me I didn't pose for a picture is it posing for a painting secretly it's weird it's going to make you talk about it but it's not like cheating but it's still weird Uh, And that's pretty much it. We are so many chapters in and not a lot is happening. It's very slow moving. Slow moving and yet things still happen, but it's just mundane. Uh, What's good? Well, I guess the painting is a fun little twist. Uh, What sucks? The story is so slow. But I'm still in this. I'm in the game. I'm not giving up. Uh, What do we learn? Never trust Yasmin. There anyone like Yasmin, a woman. Also, oh, we also learned that men can be known for appreciating women. I didn't know that that's a thing you can claim for yourself. I just thought it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah you like you like women, you're attracted to women. Uh, who cares? But no, apparently you can be like, you should care. You should care because I appreciate women a lot, maybe more than everyone else, as if it's a skill or something, something you should be proud of. Uh, so we learned that. I guess that's, uh, does that fall in the what's good or what sucks? Probably the what sucks. Um... So we learn that that's a thing. We also learn that uh, uh, Yasmin, who is aloof, a uh, beautiful woman that uses her beauty to sell horses, uh, turns out she can have feelings for Renizi, probably his wealth, and the fact that he's, he's just, you know fancy European man. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much it. This story's weird. I can see why these didn't uh, become classics that children read in high school. So, uh, with that, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the part of the podcast I hate the most where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. <laughs> now, there's there's that. Uh, I, I, Are you cool? I like cool people. It's the reason why I got involved in this business to begin with, just to meet cool people, not losers. So if you're cool, uh, feel free to go over to my website, uh, nuzzlehouse.com. You can see a backlog of everything I've ever read uh, along with episodes from the Book Boys and uh, blah, blah, blah. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, which is uh, House Nuzzle. And conveniently enough, uh, Twitter, which is also at House Nuzzle. Annoyingly, YouTube made me pick a name instead of just a House Nuzzle, so I got Glenn Nuzzles. So I guess you search for that if you want to watch a screen that doesn't do anything and just hear my voice. Hi. And since, uh, since I think you might be cool, you can always just email me directly, glenn.nuzzles at gmail.com. But don't, uh, don't email if you're a, a nerdlinger or a dork. Now, back to business. I can't believe I drank all of them already. There's gotta be one left.